0: Hey there, I'm Peter Alsop, back again this week with another episode of my Songs to Chew podcast. Last week we listened to a song called Let's Trade Butts that I wrote for teens, to whom appearance is very important, although being obsessed with our appearance is something (laughs) that affects a lot of us older folks as well. We're taught from the time that we're little that we'd better look good if we want to be approved of and accepted by others. Let's Trade Butts is a silly song that addresses a really important message. And after recording that podcast, I remembered another song that I wrote about a very similar topic. And I've never released it on any of my albums. It's been on television and in a play. And now I've got a video of it up on my YouTube channel. It's called Die To Be Thin. I wrote it in 1986 as the title song for a NOVA documentary on anorexia and bulimia. It won PBS an IRIS award for excellence. America has an epidemic of eating disorders, mostly among young women, fanned by the media's obsession with sleek and thin celebrities. An estimated eight million people suffer from anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorders. At least three out of every 100 adolescent girls will develop anorexia or bulimia. And although men and boys rarely suffer from these disorders, the rate for males appears to be increasing. Anorexia has the highest death rate of any psychological illness. Statistics show that over a 10-year period, 5% of all patients will die. And complications include low blood pressure, bone loss, and damage to the kidneys, liver, and heart. The NOVA special did a great job of educating people about these illnesses. It took viewers behind the scenes to laboratories and hospitals, where specialists experiment with ways to alert young people to the dangers and addictions of eating disorders. The version of the song we'll listen to today is actually from a live recording of a performance of Aristophanes' play, Lysistrata, performed at the Theatricum Botanicum in the summer of 2003. It's sung by my sister-in-law, actress Melora Marshall, along with the other actors in the cast. But more about that later. Right now, let's listen to Diane to be Thin. Lysistrata is an ancient Greek play originally performed in Athens in 411 B.C. It's a comedy about Lysistrata's attempt to end the Peloponnesian Wars between the Greek city-states by gathering all the women in the country and convincing them to refuse to have sex with any of the men until the war stops. Diane to be Thin was chosen for this play because it fits so well with the play's theme. Our modern-day American sexuality is intricately interwoven with our capitalist economic system. I think that's the survival of the fittest thing. Marketers use our natural sexual yearnings and desires and our need for connection with others to sell us their products. As a man, to be successful and attract a mate, we need to buy the cool car, wear the cool clothing, have the bad boy beard or haircut and attitude, and muscles help but we really, really need to buy those products that they're offering to sell us so we can have the right look, the appearance of power and privilege. As a woman, if we want to attract a mate, we see from the ads that we need to have a big smile and be spelt and thin and mysterious and wear tight clothing. We need eyeliner and breath mints and lip gloss and strong tight abs and our very own careless hairdo and attitude. <laughs> our appearance is critical if we want to be lovable And that lesson is sold to us over and over again, on television, in films, on billboards, in magazines, and ads on the Internet. Those messages just keep on coming and it's hard to change the system we're in when the story is so pervasive. I recently decided to explore Instagram, and I ran into a bunch of very short musical clips of mostly young girls doing an incredible job of lip-syncing and dancing to difficult hip-hop songs, having lots of fun doing it. Most of them looked to be about nine to 13 years old. But I was amazed to see that they were loaded with makeup and tight clothing, dancing and twerking with their friends in their bedrooms while taking selfies of themselves. I felt sad because except for the music, it was like I was back in the 50s with the same old archetypal images of young women as sex objects. Made me wonder about the political awareness of these kids. I know, politically aware kids can still have fun dancing and lip syncing. But I thought of Greta Thunberg, the Swedish young woman who's focused like a laser on the need to take action to stop the climate catastrophe that is going on around us. And I wondered if she ever chose to get made up like a doll and spend time dancing on Instagram. I, I don't think so. So I'm concerned, like Liz Estrada, about wars and countries taking over other countries and racial injustice, patriarchy, and the systems and conditions that we live in. Our economic and social systems create stories for our youth who, in order to feel good about themselves, have to constantly diet and exercise to lose weight and look more attractive. Rather than simply eat a healthy diet and exercise to stay fit, I'd love to change those stories. When I wrote Dying to be Thin, I knew it wasn't going to be a hit song. I wrote it because we need to hear these true stories about our kids' eating disorders to get them out on the table so we can discuss them and come up with other ideas about how to transform the systems that we live in. We need our stories to work better for us, to lift all of us people up, instead of turning us into customers. Stories and systems that help us all feel well and safe and good enough about ourselves that we can find time to care about and engage the larger world community around us. So that's it for today. I'd love to hear from any of you listeners. Reach me at peter at peterallsop.com. Keep on out there. We need you and your ideas and your art. See you next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.